0: Hey, welcome back to Chalk Talk from the Denver Pioneers. The Tyler and Dosha show rides again, talking Denver Pioneers women's hoops with the head coach of the Pioneers, Dosha Woods. My name is Tyler Mond. Dosha, it's so good to see you. I know it's a big week for you. Kansas City Chiefs fan, we'll talk about that a little bit. How are you?
1: Why, why, why'd Why you get all low when you say that part? Hi, Tyler. I
0: was going to text you last week when we were in Kansas City two weeks ago, whenever that was, the, the day of the AFC Championship game and say, you know, you're people out here are rocking your gear out here with all of the chiefs apparel in our hotel. But I didn't want to tell you that I was cheering for the Bengals and you know it's it's a, it was a whole you thing. Know, so I know. didn't. Uh but I'm happy, you know, I'll be happy for you. I I can't, you know, I'm not gonna be happy for another AFC you know, West team, but I'm happy for you.
1: Yeah. Being a lifelong Chiefs fan, I just feel like it's been nice to be spoiled these last four years because sitting through all those years in high school we're like, eh, yeah, <laughs> are, are we gonna win a playoff game? So <laughs> Uh, But yes, we can talk about them in depth later. Um, But I was jealous that that you were there in Kansas City, and and I was not.
0: (laughs) We were there uh, until that morning, the AMC Championship game, uh, which was the weekend that the Denver Pioneers kicked off a three-game winning streak against Kansas City. You had Kansas City at home. This was January 28th, your first of three straight wins, the last two of those coming on the road. Uh, It's been a really good stretch for your team as we arrive at this point. Uh, Kicking off the month of February, you got an overall mark of 10-14, and but 6-7 and in league play after a really tough non-conference schedule. Uh, This has been a really impressive role. How have the last couple of weeks felt uh, as your team continues to round into form going down this final month of the season?
1: You know, I I think uh, you know it's nice to have this stretch right now because we went through a hard stretch. We lost, and, and honestly, I've been so focused on one game at a time. We each game we talk about being one and oh one and oh. That um, I honestly didn't know we lost six in a row. I had to ask up. I was like, we lost six just because. You know, I, when you're going through a stretch like that with such a young team, you're trying to find all these reasons and ways to be positive. And I think that's what we did a great job of um, as a staff. Is you know that we weren't winning. We were still doing a lot of things well, and we just kept talking about let's just keep putting this puzzle together. You know we are taking care of the ball. Let's add rebounding. Let's add um, getting our shots up. And I think we were able to do that. So now this three game streak is reflected of that. Uh, and you're right. We started out conference um, non conference with the tough schedule. Uh, we knew it was going to be tough with six freshmen. And, you know, we've been without JoJo the last couple of weeks, but when she went out, she was our second lead scorer, third leading rebounder. Um, And those freshmen worked themselves into the rotation. And, you know, you can teach a lot of things, but you can't teach experience. And they're able to get that. And, I think that was reflected. We were talking after our last win at St. Thomas that we've had nine different players lead us in scoring um, this year. And at some point, all five of the freshmen um, as well. So we're really proud of just the progress that we're able to make. Um, But to to enjoy this stretch, we had to go through a tough stretch, but this definitely makes it a lot sweeter.
0: This is uh, the most pivotal time of year. And I guess you could probably say that about every time of year. Uh, in some form or another, but February is always huge conference tournament coming up the first weekend in March, Um, to be getting into a stage now where like you said I mean you start three and one in the conference go on the slide, and now looking at the summit league standings what's crazy is You're right now sitting in that seventh spot, but you're two wins back of like third place in the league, fourth place in the league. So everybody is so tightly packed. Um, How important is momentum at this time of year, especially as a young team continues to grow, you know, by February, freshmen aren't freshmen anymore. And they played really well to be playing the type of basketball you are at this stage. How important has that been for your group?
1: You know it's so important. You said once it hits February, I use the line that my coach would use all the time: "As soon as Christmas break was over, you're not a freshman anymore." And we actually had that conversation and that talk. And fortunately for them, a lot of them have different type of experience and sense of um, they haven't had to just sit and watch. You know, I give. Um, Angelina Robles and uh, Madeline Atkins, just a lot of credit. They started out, um, and I don't think either one of them played our first game of the year, and now Madeline is starting for us. Angie had a, a big game for us off the bench, uh, 19 points in a career high, so this time of year is really important, and when we talked about our team goals at the beginning, uh, the first thing that we said, we want to be playing our best basketball in March, so that's always been our focus, has always been something that we've tried to get better at and knowing that I've been in a type of conference that we are, that uh, if we can Make some noise in a conference tournament um that, that that's where we want to be in in a sense of playing our best basketball in march in terms of the the conference being like it is just the uh, one two game separation I said and no one really wanted to hear me but it's going to be South Dakota State and the rest of us, and that's literally how uh, the conference standings looks. They've done a great job, winning NIT last year, bringing everybody back, and you know that gave our young kids a lot of confidence too. That uh, we we got it within five um, in the fourth quarter, playing them at home. We still have to go up to their place, but I think to be able to play a team like that with maybe a three, two or three fifth year kids on it, so we're we're doing a lot of great things, and I'm happy for the team that it's starting to reflect that in in terms of our wins and losses.
0: It really is pretty wild how um, on both the women's and the men's side, there's that front-running team and everybody else right behind him, and everybody else is kind of beating up on each other. Uh, on the men's yes. side, Roberts on the women's side of South Dakota State, when you have uh, so much pressure among those nine teams, um, you obviously want to be able to go to Brookings and get a win, do something like that. But knowing where you are and how pivotal all of these games are, is there a different uh sort of energy in the locker room prior to games, realizing like, Hey, there is no sort of game that you can kind of take off. There is no last place team in the conference. We can pencil this one in. Everybody is right there in the hunt.
1: Yes. We we talk about, there's really no pad game, you know, the pad game is this game. You can, know, Oh, I can pad my stats because they're not very good. We don't have a pad team really in our yeah. conference. And, you know, even say South Dakota States at top where uh, in the past, there'd been like 20, 30 point wins. And, you know, we played them close or Roberts played them close. Um, North Dakota State played. So there's been teams that played them close. So I, I think even, even them being at the top, but it does help you in a locker room in a sense of that you're focused, a little bit more focused in practice, a little bit more focused in the games because you feel like you really have a chance to compete. And I think what makes our team so so different maybe than some of the other teams is um, we have Emma Smith who's leading us in scoring, but maybe 12 points a game, um, in any given night, we have three to four people in double figures. And obviously we like to shoot a lot of threes, but uh, St. Thomas did a great job of running us off the three-point line. We only got up 13 threes, which I know Dubs wasn't too happy about that, but, um, just the balance of what we have, you know, Angelina comes in, is able to get to the basket, finish at the room, get to the free throw line. So I like that balance that we're starting to find with our team that people think, oh, you guys just want to shoot threes, um. Uh, Michaela, both Michaela's Minute and brain have had big games for us in terms of the post. And I talked about Kinsey Jones earlier. So we really have a few different styles that we can play. Um, and that's what's helpful, too, in conference play, that um, you might be able to shut something down. But everyone has really done a great job of developing their game. And I give my assistants a lot of credit. We started we, we switched up practice. We went to that um, you know six-game kind of losing skid. We switched up what we are doing in practice, got a lot more skill work, individual work, position work. And so um, all three of our assistants really do a great job of uh, keeping our kids, uh, trying to help them keep their confidence up but really putting them in positions to be successful uh, just with their skill work.
0: This uh, three-game winning streak um, coming against three teams you've now achieved season sweeps over with Kansas City, the first one of the streak. Uh, your alma mater, Western Illinois, and now St. Thomas. Uh, and you get to go into this weekend, and you got a couple of big dates coming up this weekend. I want to ask you first about Saturday. Uh, North Dakota State is Senior Day, and you've got five seniors. who talk so much about the youth of your team, but the experience on your team and the veteran presence on your team has been really helpful as well, uh, especially by this point of the year with how much the older players bring along the younger players. Um, what does this senior class stand out most uh, to you for as you come down to the final uh, handful of games in their college careers?
1: You know, we talked about this, this year's team being team 25, the 25th team, um, Division one history here at DU, and they've taken a lot of pride in that. I think I'll start with, um. Ali and Brando recruiting them. We told them like, we're going to have a young team. This is what we're looking for in terms of your leadership. And just obviously their skill set, they brought something um, that that could help us uh, compete and win ballgames. But I've been most impressed with their leadership, especially as you mentioned, just having such a young team. Um, I feel like part of Angie's success is because Ali has been a tremendous leader to her, tremendous mentor um, day in and day out in practice, hard days, tough days. And and the last few weeks, Aunt had some, we, we call Angie, and um, she's had some great uh, practices as well. And I give Allie a lot of credit for that. Brando is definitely our glue. Um, I think it, it's clear when she's playing well, we're playing well, especially if she's not in foul trouble. Um, but for her ability to just kind of play for 40 minutes, both sides of the ball, I'm going to miss, you know, both of them really wish we had another year um, with them. This was kind of that COVID year. They had successful four-year careers um, at their previous school. But I've been really impressed uh, in this short time, um, just in terms of like, you know, grad transfers, you don't you don't get to know them like you do other kids Um especially high school kids or four-year kids. Um, Kay was one that transferred uh, to us from Howard. Our relationship's a little different. I had a chance to recruit her prior to getting into DU. And so um, I'll keep saying it. I think for how far she's come, um, probably one of the happiest days for me uh, since being here at DU will be when she walks across the stage um, to earn her degree, I think, to just know how much she's been through, how far she's come. And there is definitely a time I didn't think she was going to make it because I don't know if I had the patience for her to make it. And um, I give Dubs a lot of credit for that. I've just um, been able to uh, help her keep her head on straight and help me keep my head on straight. And I've been really proud of just how she's been the anchor for us defensively. Um, Good luck kind of trying to get in the paint, scoring on her if you want. Um, And just her maturity, she's really matured this year. You know, I think with Simba, Simba's the one that um, played a lot my first year here. Um, then obviously had an injury and and took her some time to bounce back but I think one thing that I really respect about Simba is just her resilience that you know keeps showing up and she keeps you know trying even when we don't have the best of days or um, when things get hard she keeps wanting it to be different and that's why she keeps showing up. Uh, Lastly but Sophia you know Sophia she's one I got the job like July 2020 I think she tore ACL like two days later so I've never coached her, um, but I'm really uh, I'm really thankful that she had SAC as a big part of her career here at DU. That this year she's SAC president. Um, she was a representative before, and you know, despite the obstacles in terms of her knee, she's shown up and really crushes it both in the weight room and rehab. Um, but I, I think Sophia, her leadership, just in terms of what she's been able to do for the athletic department with SAC, uh, will be the most memorable.
0: The uh, stretch run of the season um, is going to be the the culmination of your home schedule, which is kind of crazy. The uh, February road uh, portion of this slate for you guys is very considerable because you are home this weekend and then you're on the road for the rest of the season, uh, whether it's regular season and postseason play. But one thing that's really cool is coming up this weekend, uh, you get a chance to wrap up this slate of really special games you've had this year. You had the the pride game, the play for Kate pink game, national girls and women in sports day unity game is coming up on Thursday. Uh, And then senior day on Saturday. What is that meant to be able to to celebrate so many different things, different accomplishments, different um, entities and aspects in the world of sports over the course of this season?
1: Yeah, I I think any time that we can use our platform, especially for something positive, um, that's what we try to do. I think uh, there's so many different causes and, you know, we'll, we'll be in a position where we can kind of expand that. Um, in the future, but I think it not necessarily causes, but just bringing awareness, as you mentioned, some of the ones before, um, whether it's play for k whether it's uh, the We Backpack game, um, obviously our Pride game. And then this one, we we like to host this Unity game in February, with it being Black History Month. Um, I think here at DU, there's been a few other kind of just, um, there's Martin Luther King and Actually, that day when we had a makeup game, Um, I went literally after the game to finish up some programming across campus. Um, So I I like I like being in position to, to just use our platform for that. I think it gives us a chance to kind of shed light on just organizations that we have here on campus. Uh, we meet our, our athletic DI committee that consists of uh, myself, Lynn Coots, Cindy Nagai, um, and Bob Willis. We really try to talk about what's going to be important and impactful for not only our student athletes and our staff. And I think hosting these types of games, it really, ultimately, you want everybody to feel like they're that they are included at your games, that they're welcomed at your games, and however they, they identify. And then really that as much as um, we want sports to just be sports. It's always bigger than basketball. It's always bigger than the sport you're playing. And I'm fortunate to be in a position to um obviously. To, it's comfortable for me to talk about these things because a lot of things that I identify with. Um, but I will say real quick for our team too, they've done a great job during Black History Month. Our first year we did um, Seeking Grace, which was early Black DU grads between 1900 and 1940s here. Um, last year we did um, a page out of book uh, called A Black Woman Did That. And then this year, the project won't be done for our game on Thursday, but we'll post it on our social media later. Uh, but Black 5, which was uh semi-pro uh, Black... Uh, both men and women as uh, my pro basketball team mostly on the East Coast. so but in, in our research there's about seven women's teams. so they're going to research one of the women's teams and kind of present that. Um, And I've like been able to bring that I think so many times you hear the same names and the same things repeated in the history, of course, is every other day, right every other day, not just in the month of February, but to be able to kind of learn with the team as we're learning, I had a meeting with someone across campus in our di department, and I was telling her just how diverse our team is just obviously whether you want to look at skin color just in thoughts things like that. Even Shira joined in us being Jewish. And that's been fun to just kind of learn. She's she's kosher and to kind of learn about her religion. So she's going to do life 4.0 for us um, on in the spring. So we're really fortunate just in women's basketball to have so much diversity on our team and to be in a position to just kind of bring that to light during these games as well.
0: It's really amazing stuff. And, of course, you can follow uh, on social media the Denver Women's Hoops program for uh, all of that, the the projects and the outreach and all that stuff and more. Um, and, Dosha, we're, we're down to these final five games now of this season, as wild as that is to think about. Um, to be coming home, have this final home weekend, uh, and get a chance to continue this good role? What are the things that you sort of want to see continue to progress? And what are the next steps that you want to see your team take as you get set? We're less than a month out now uh, from the Summit League tournament. You got a chance to keep pushing your way up the standings. Uh, what are those next steps as you get uh, this weekend kicked off coming up on Thursday first against uh, North Dakota and then Saturday against North Dakota State?
1: You know, I think first, I, I think North Dakota is maybe second in the conference and still. So us taking care of the ball is going to be really important. Um, they're not a team that you want to just give easy possessions or extra possessions to. Um, so I, I really have a lot of respect for their, what they like to do defensively. And then um, if, if Casey's not leading the conference or their point guard and scoring, she's at least top two, top three. So to really try to make her work for whatever she's going to get. But I think ultimately taking care of the ball we 've done well when we had a chance to take care of the ball and get extra shots at the basket because oftentimes that extra shots going to be a three um so we can take care of the ball and then I think it's North Dakota State um, they're, they're so long and there's so long and I think we struggled um in terms of um, at their place uh, we've worked a lot since then to be able to to do a little bit more off the bounce um and a little bit more like penetrate and kick uh, we call them dominoes. if you penetrate and kick and share the ball um so I think in that game it's really just it, it might be similar in terms of taking care of the ball um, but really, offensively watching our spacing, uh, and then both games, our transition defense. I love playing at home. No one else really plays in this altitude, so I like seeing teams that try to keep up with us. And that's something that both of those teams did well um, at their place. So we're hoping that they have to keep up with us. So we don't have to keep up with them in transition.
0: All right, final point. Super Bowl I know you were Sunday. trying to
1: skip it, and I was not going to let you skip it. I was sitting here waiting, thinking he was going no, to try to just—he's not just wrapping this thing right up over
0: it. <laughs> Nope. No, sir. Not this time. Mm-mm. All right. So lifelong Kansas City Chiefs fan. I think it's a, a fantastic matchup this weekend. Uh, not just from, you know, the the standpoint of being somebody who is a, a Broncos fan and grew up here and born and raised and all that. It's Very depressing, obviously. To say. When we were in Kansas hey, you're City. You're
1: getting a good coach, though.
0: I know. I, that I, is true. That is, that true. is true. So I, I'm I, a
1: bit I, I, nervous like, about I, that. that.
0: There was a a guy who worked at the hotel in Kansas City, and he said to me, and I said this on our broadcast from Kansas City, I said, if you're a Broncos fan, turn the radio down for the next, like, 10 seconds. He said to me, oh, yeah, I've been to the last five AFC Championship games. And I was just like, man, talk about being spoiled to be able to just go, as a fan, to be able to go to five straight AFC Championship games. But I know your confidence sky high in your team. The thing that's problematic about the Chiefs for me is, like, Patrick Mahomes is so likable. I'm not okay with loving a guy who's on a rival team in my own team's division, but he's just such a lovable dude. Uh give me the give me the rundown for this weekend for for Sunday. What's your plan? You guys get to be at home, which is nice. You don't have to hustle back from the airport to throw a Super Bowl party or anything like that. But what's the take? What's the final score? Let's hear it.
1: You know, I don't honestly care what the final score is as long as we have more points than them. So <laughs> that's the first one, right? I, when people get all that. Well, we can't gamble anyway, so I don't really have. Yeah, I, so I can't do no, numbers no like no point
0: that. in picking a spread. That's true.
1: But yes, but no. Um, well, let me tell you, I'm not a superstitious person, but I kind of am. So I have my Patrick Mahomes jersey, and everybody that came over last week for the game or two weeks ago, so you guys can come over. We took pictures. You have to wear the same thing, so it was um coach Miles came over. Obviously, Dubs was there. And then uh, Maria and Jackie, um, my friends that live here as well. Tell me why I hung my jersey up, I hung my jeans up, even my socks. <laughs> like everything is hanging on there because I'm gonna wear the exact same thing. You have um, a it, Madeline, I
0: assume. No, you can't no, wash it, no. it, obviously. Right, right, right. I mean,
1: because it was clearly the reason why we want, right? Right, absolutely. And now Madeline Atkins, she did ask, she's a like, coach, what are we doing for the Super Bowl? And I was like, We so <laughs> She said, "If we get a sweep this weekend, can we come over to the party?" I'm like, "We can, we can pivot and make those plans real quick." So there right you. now, it'd be the same little appetizers, same group. Um, we get the sweep; it will definitely be a team party. But I like watching the Chiefs just because I have to check some people at home. Like, we're just fans. There's no way we want the we we want to win more than they want to win. Like <laughs> everybody takes it so personal when you're like one of those fans. Um, now we do have Ali Har, who is from Ohio, so. Um, I, I'm going to type. I like to cheer for my team. I don't do well. Like I can't talk about the Broncos. That's not my team. Right, I don't, right. I don't care. So I was not going to say anything at practice. Cause she's is a diehard, but yeah. we get in practice. And then she says, I'm in cheer for the Eagles. So <laughs> I had to play red kingdom tech nine on blast on the speaker because, but no, I'm excited. <laughs> it definitely has like been my, you know, Sunday mindless. Don't have to think about basketball. Just give me this minute, and um, I know we're depleted, but it's 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 the Super Bowl, um, and we we mentioned Black History earlier. It is the first time two Black quarterbacks face each other in the Super Bowl, um, so that's going to be kind of cool. Um, obviously, you know which one I want to win. I do. Um, and then Andy Reid facing the Eagles again. So there's all, yeah. all these storylines, but then a storyline.
0: Yeah. And since
1: your team isn't playing, you have to pick one. I'm putting you on a spot.
0: I know. All right. Here's my thing. So (laughs) I I was cheering for the Bengals and we had this conversation last year. I was cheering for the Bengals because Bengals head coach, Zach Taylor, I went to college with. Yes. I say that like I didn't know Zach Taylor. We were at the same like twenty five thousand student school. But still, I'm like, oh, we're old college buddies. So I was cheering for the Bengals. I cannot bring myself to cheer for Philadelphia sports fans. So I'm with you. I'll be with you on Sunday. I'll be I'll be going for you on Sunday. Y'all heard. I'm, it,
1: y'all I'm heard For it a good
0: here, day for Doja Woods. I can't say I'm cheering for the Kansas City Chiefs, but I'm cheering for you to be happy at the end of the day. Well, I'll frame it that way so I can live with myself.
1: Okay, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> and and it, and if everything goes as planned, I have a Patrick Mahomes kind of plaque up in my basement, it's like a little like shimmy shack. So I'm gonna make sure I take my picture in my jersey by that plaque that will be posted. Okay. So Marty plot my. My celebration.
0: I, I thought you were going to say you had like a life-size cardboard cut out and you're going to bring it to practice the next day. Don't give me
1: any ideas. I might
0: <laughs> I put your arm around it. Just, Everybody just, walks in. Like, did you guys see this dude last
1: night? You?
0: It, was a, it was a fun one.
1: Okay, uh, I will say that for the game. But if we win the Super Bowl, I mean, I might have to to wear my jersey to practice. Yeah, or, you know, I, I think you would door. be very
0: you'd be very justified. Like, there, you know, okay. it's not uh, nobody's going to be able to dunk on you for it. It's. Yeah. yeah, you're the last one standing at the end of the season. It's uh we all have to just accept that in this uh in this awful football era in Denver that we are currently inhabiting. We'll see. But what I will say,
1: I do like Sean Payton all Thank my you. time in New Orleans. And so that was like, man, get yeah. somebody else that like him now. Yeah, that I like him. Like you like me, and you're right. not really gonna cheer for the Chiefs. I like him. <laughs>
0: You can pull for Sean Payton. All right, that works. That works. Well, coming up this weekend, the Denver Pioneers at home, North Dakota, 6 o'clock on Thursday. Uh, The Unity game, you can get your tickets at DenverPioneers.com. North Dakota State game a little bit earlier. The alumni game, senior day, 1 o'clock on Saturday. The head coach of the Pioneers, Dosha Woods. uh, The Dosha and Tyler show is always one of my favorite things of every month. And uh, enjoy uh, Sunday. Try not to be too stressed about it. But more than that, enjoy Thursday and Saturday.
1: Yes, and if you are playing now coming on Saturday. Please stay after. We'll definitely recognize our senior and do yes. our um, activities then. So they, they um, have done a lot of great things this year. So I'm excited for uh, just to recognize them on, on Saturday.
0: Three straight wins for the Pios and two home games coming up this weekend. Dosha, good luck.
1: Thank you. Go Pios.
0: Wrapping up this edition of Chalk Talk. We'll talk to you next time for the Denver Pioneers.